Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I'm kind of sitting in my feels. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just, I don't know, like I, like I got emotions that are coming up, and I'm feeling them. It's not, again, not a bad thing. Um, I think that where I'm at right now, obviously having just basically disconnected, having disconnected myself recently from a person that's been a part of my life for a while, um, it's normal to have emotions come up. You know, it's very normal to experience grief attached to, you know, any kind of loss that we experience, be it of our own choice or not. And so that's kind of what I'm sitting in right now, is I'm allowing myself to feel the feelings of grief that I'm experiencing. And I'm allowing myself to um, just kind of sit in it. And, like, I think the thing that's really kind of hanging over my head currently with uh, this circumstance isn't so much a facet of, it, it is, but it isn't like a facet of my current circumstance, but rather the last time I dealt with this. Um, the last time I dealt with this was again in a not dissimilar circumstance where I had become romantically involved with somebody that had been a long time friend and um, when things turn sour or you know and I wouldn't even say they turn sour it's just like I noticed what was happening in my brain chemistry you know because um yeah, because I've had some fucked up experiences since I've got out on my own. Um, one of what I've noticed was changes in my brain chemistry and how I was feeling. And basically, you know, ba- because of the experiences that I've had, I understood that if I can, like, if I continue down this path, this is what leads to the foundation of like love addiction and trauma bond. And I made the decision to remove myself from that circumstance and two months later that person passed um, interestingly enough um, we'd been talking to each other for a really long time because we've known each other for a really long time but um, going to see that person a year ago is actually a year ago um, is when I went to go see him and I had such immense anxiety and overwhelm from the entirety of that experience that it was almost like I was drowning in that like I, I couldn't regulate my emotions I was really all over the place and 
everything that transpired within that um, setting is essentially what led to um, my upending myself in like moving from Illinois to Charleston and then ironically it was like I, I had a fear of detaching from that but at the same time like I knew that I had to for myself and I'm not in a dissimilar circumstance now but I think the biggest difference is that um, I don't have that residual anxiety and fear of um, what's to come in my current circumstance. Um, I feel sad. I feel a loss. Um, I feel frustrated because it's very difficult to engage with a person who is validating your feelings with their words but invalidating them with their actions or inaction and I understand the type you know like the the negative impacts of that kind of dichotomy and what that does to you know brain self-worth you know wellness you know basically I understand from my own experiences the negative impact that that kind of relationship dynamic has on um, one's sense of self and so yeah that's why I chose to disengage both times except I the biggest difference is I'm not carrying the same level of fear um, so a year ago when I wanted to is ironically a year ago when I wanted to leave Illinois and come to Indiana because that's originally what I wanted to do well and I'm seeing this now very clearly I'm I think I saw it but not like on a conscious um, context or capacity but um, I think that I wanted to make that move basically so I could be closer to that person and you know maybe help him through his processes um, and so we could be closer and out of a fear, again, fear, fear of loss. I wish I could elaborate on it better or make it make more sense, but I had very, very heavy feelings of fear of the future for this man once that conversation was had at the end of January of last year um, 
I honestly anticipated in the coming weeks and months, you know, at some point or another, like getting, you know, getting the call, getting the text, getting the message, whatever, you know, um, I wish I didn't have that, you know, I think that was probably the most difficult part of that whole, um, experience was, um, having like an impending sense of doom or loss, you know, like, uh, and another way I would describe it is like, I almost felt like when I got back, when I got back to Illinois from that trip last year, I, I almost felt like what I was doing is I was essentially mourning him while he was still alive. And that's like, that's a really tough thing to experience. Um, and it's fucked up. Um, like, I, I feel like, uh, by me wanting to, like, I wanted to be closer to him. And I, I think the reason why is because of what I felt was coming, which I don't, like, with that circumstance, the thing that I struggle with, and I still do, the thing that I struggle with the most is the conundrum of, was I picking up on the energy that was in the air, you know, and like, was I, like, reading the room? of, you know, what's to come? Like, was I picking up on things? Or did I put that out there? You know, did I put that energy out there with the fear of loss that I was experiencing in that circumstance? And, um, you know, like, there are large parts of me that wonder, like, how my actions or inactions impacted the outcome of everything. Um, and like, that's something like, that's something I have to live with. Um, it makes me sad. Like, but it's, it's so conflicting because like on one hand, I know in that moment that I made the right decision for myself, but that knowledge doesn't take away the sadness and regret I have over not being able to make anything better, you know, not, not being able to, um, I don't know, like come to terms mutually with everything or not yeah and like ironically like I'm in a strikingly similar circumstance right now making the exact same decisions and it, again on one hand do I think that this is in my best interest yes does that make it easy? 
No. And rather than, you know, trying to mask or trying to busy myself or whatever, this morning I decided, like, we're going to sit with this. You know, we're going to we're going to sit with the feeling of loss. And I think it's also confusing, too, because, like, it's, um, I don't know how to put this quite right, but I'll try. Like, I feel like sometimes I have such a strong tendency to compartmentalize my feelings that it's almost like to access hurts that I have buried, I have to re-experience wounds. Um, I don't know how to describe that any differently. And so, yeah, like... Now it's like being in a circumstance where I'm basically mourning two losses at the same time because I didn't allow myself that time to like experience the grief and the frustration and the sadness and you know the hurt that was happening at that time and I'm in a different place now than what I was then. Um, you know, I'm doing my meditation practices and one of the things that is emphasized is basically, for, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, feeling safe to feel in your own body, you know, and be in your own body. And, um, yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I just, such a strange place to be in, you know? It really is. Um, it really, really is. Like, and, like, it's one of those things where sometimes I think to myself, like, like, are you doing the right thing? Are you doing the wrong thing? Like, you're, you, you do understand that you're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, right? And, like, these are some of the negative thought spirals that'll come in from time to time um, when it comes to you know um, any crossroads in life where I have to make a decision but I don't know like I, I can only work with what I'm being given and right now it, it seems like what I've been given is a consistent stream of emotionally unavailable, broken, and emotionally damaged men. Um, and I deal with that in part by trying to listen, um, making attempts to soothe, and then when I realize that whatever the circumstance is, like, there, there is no potential for improvement from the present or when something minute um, activates my fight-or-flight response, I remove myself, you know? Like, once I realize I'm not safe here, like, I'm fucking out. And 
it makes me wonder, like, it's a very thought-provoking concept, because on one hand, like, I wonder, is this an overreaction of my nervous system? Or is this my, you know what I mean? Is this my instinct and my gut protecting me from things that I don't understand? And these are, again, more thought spirals to get caught in. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, there's definitely a learning curve to life after a divorce that I don't think... Um, I don't think I've come across a lot of materials that specifically cater to where I'm at in my life, I feel like. Like, I mean, there's certain certain things, yes, but other things, no. Um, you know, like, I have come across a lot of different things that talk about um, healthy communication relationships and, you know, establishing boundaries. Um, love languages, meeting each other's needs, etc, etc, etc. But I don't think I, like, I can't really fathom coming across anything that speaks to, like, the specific circumstances that I feel like I've been in um, since I got out on my own. And, yeah, it kind of sucks. So, that might be another one of the reasons why I'm fucking recording all this shit. Because, like, I, I don't think that I'm experiencing life in a vacuum. You know, I, I am fairly confident that there are a plethora of different married and divorced and single people that have all experienced the same or similar um, circumstances and subjects to the things that I'm talking about in whichever fucking episode because you know there's it's a variety of shit and like I just feel like I haven't come across the thing that speaks to me where I am in that way you know um on that level talking about the I don't know the the questioning loops you know what I mean where you're questioning to yourself, am I doing the right thing? And just hoping that yes is the answer to the fucking question. You know, even though this is the exact same thing that I've done, like, however the fuck many times, and it's been unsuccessful, um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Or, you know, the desired result was not achieved. Whatever. Either way. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of the energy I'm sitting in right now. I'm just kind of thoughtful, but then also like allowing myself to feel my sadness, allowing myself to feel frustrated, um, you know, trying not to ruminate, but also allowing myself to reflect, um, because it's really difficult to go through an experience where you've been involved with somebody in in multiple levels, in multiple ways, over multiple time spans, and experiencing different facets 
of what that person has to offer that are not consistent with each other. Um, you know, um, in that relationship context, the start was really strong. And that's, and I think for me personally, that might be one of the challenges. One of the things that I'm having a hard time overcoming is, um, you know, the, the overwhelmingly good treatment that I received for the first three months is kind of like, it's over, you know, that's putting a shadow over everything else because it was so good and it was so nice. And, you know, I felt calm and I felt safe and um, comforted. And uh, pretty much that experience really had what a lot of my recent experiences have been lacking with that same individual. And the things that I'm choosing to take from that is either A, it's two scenarios, and I know it sounds terrible, it doesn't fucking matter which one it is. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't fucking matter because the end result is the same. So, um, it's either A, like, there is a lot of strong feelings there, and that gives him a sense of um, discomfort and, you know, unsafety, unsettled, whatever, or B, we're just basically, I'm basically just a friend that this man wants to fuck or engage with sexually, but he also cares about me, but not in, a, you know what I mean? Like, not in a romantic context. But again, like, the thing that keeps looping back to me is it doesn't fucking matter. Like, that, and that's the takeaway that I'm getting from anything and everything else. Like, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? Like, the end result is the same. Like, I'm still not feeling like um, my time is being valued. Um, or Like, there's a lot of different things where, you know, in the present, like... I basically, like, I don't feel like I'm fucking important, so, like, to me, like, I'm, there's no point, like, it doesn't matter what the fucking intention is, there's no point in sticking around, you know, and feeling like a fucking doormat, you know, waiting, waiting for somebody to fucking give you whatever attention they see fitting or can squeeze into their oh-so-very-busy day, and, like no like this this is not where I'm at this is not what I'm about like I've worked too fucking hard on myself and ironically have like and that's the thing like that's the thing that I think really fucks with me it's like motherfucker you treated me really good and I like I'm not okay with this <laughs> like yeah so Again, I'm just kind of sitting in that. Like, I'm letting myself feel angry. I'm letting myself feel frustrated. I'm letting myself feel hurt and confused in all of the things that kind of come along with um, when some form of a long-term investment goes south, you know? 
when it once that reality hits that it's time to make it's time to make my uh evacuation plan um so yeah that's pretty much what i'm doing is just sitting in that like the other thing that i carry around is a reminder in the back of my head and i think this is important for myself i don't know if anybody else has any this kind of shit in their pocket but the thing that i keep reminding myself is this I was able to leave a 15-year marriage that was, was, I was with my ex for 15 years total. Like, I was, I was able to gather up the strength to fucking walk out the door from that. Um, and I'm still fucking breathing, you know, like that didn't destroy me. It hurt and there was a lot of hurt and there was a lot of poison, but I still fucking made it through that. And so that's kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel is my friendly reminder. If you could do that, you can do this. So yeah, fuck everybody. I'm being my own cheerleader. I encourage everyone listening to do the same in whatever way is best for you. And so on that note, I'm going to sign off. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And as always, be well.